Thanks for tuning in to Betting the NFL on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we debate and discuss the NFL, the NHL, English Premier League, Pro Tennis Tours, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What's going on, everybody? I'm Caleb Ochoa, also known as NFL Caleb 22, and this is Betting the NFL Week Number 12. And as always, uh, with my co-host, Derek Wesley, also known as D. Weezy. What's going on, man? Man, I wish I could say it's another week, but it's not because, you know, we not only got Thanksgiving football going on, we got Black Friday football going on for the first time ever. I'm sure... There's going to be dozens, if not hundreds, of turkey bowls being played out across, you know, throughout families and backyards. So it's definitely an interesting week for football and, you know, trying to uh, trying to find a winning record this week. You know, seem to can't break this tie two, two and one past two straight weeks. I mean, hell, I'd love to see the bet nods on doing that, you know, because. If it happens a third time, I'm telling you, somewhere out there, I should be making a lot of money off of myself. But, um, you know, looking to enjoy the holidays uh, and maybe make a little money off this holiday football we got all weekend long. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Uh, we'll say what's up to Brandon Mizell. Thanks for tuning in, man. Always happy to have you. And then say what's up to my dad. Um, all right. Um, as always, um, we will go give you our five best bets of the Thanksgiving Day weekend. Um, before we do that, we have to recap what happened in week 11. And I will start with the favorite, a five and nine. Terrible, terrible favorites week. Big underdog week against the spread. Overall, still a pretty even split, 78, 77, and nine. Um so we're kind of just kind of fluctuating from favorites to underdogs kind of all season long there. But again, uh, but home teams, uh, not a good uh, day for the home teams, five and nine against the spread. Um, away, away, away teams seem to be were the uh, winners in uh, last weekend. Overall, again, pretty even split, 77, 78, and nine. Um, same with the favorites, just kind of going up and down. Uh, but then again, we have a big weekend for unders once again. Um, only four overs, 10 unders overall. It is 64 overs, 99 unders, and unders are hidden at a 60% rate. Um, so yeah, still under sitting, still not a lot of points being scored. Um, but what are your thoughts uh, about any of that? Um. You know, when it comes to the favorites sort of uh, falling short this week, uh, something that does come to mind, we've seen a couple team this year uh, underperform. And from the aspect of the book, I imagine that that can make it more challenging to handicap than just having a good team, Say whether it's a good team versus a good team or a good team versus a bad team. it's I would imagine it's a little easier to handicap that versus a situation where you have a team that you believe should be doing better and just for whatever reason isn't. You know, team, the Buffalo Bills and Chiefs both come to mind. Uh, you know, in just in, in most matchups, you we would picture them being the favorite. If they weren't, they're going up against another good team. But in some of these games, you know, uh, trying to handicap uh, an underperforming team you know, somebody's got to be the favorite and you can't just outright go and make a team like the Chiefs or the Bills an underdog in a matchup. And so short of them winning outright, it could, you know, not necessarily skew the line, but 
again, you know, somebody had to be a favorite in the matchup, even if you think the game should be a pick em, you know, when you're talking about teams of this caliber, there's no chance in hell you're going to get them around a pick em price. You probably won't see them lower than a minus three, minus four in that range. Um, so, yeah, I think to, to some degree that maybe is weighing in on the favorites, you know, uh, being a little underwhelming. And, I mean, as far as the you know, the unders on the game totals go, I think there's I, I see nothing that says that this isn't going to continue, if not come in at a higher clip. Because looking at past years, it's not uncommon to see offensive uh dr- offensive drop off uh, getting later into the season, injuries weighing more on teams, weather becoming a bit more of a factor. Because even if you're not dealing with snow like conditions, to have a rain game in, you know, 50, 60 degree weather, that is not comfortable. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if you could if you could find football players in the NFL right now that would rather play in the snow versus playing in like 45, 50 degrees and it being rainy. So, um, you know, I mean, we've talked about it all year with these unders, and I think that's something that's probably going to continue, especially in the primetime games, because that that just keeps chugging along. I mean, at this point, I would see no reason not to go out and try and uh, parlay, you know, game total unders, just grabbing it at minimum Sunday night and Monday night, um, depending on the matchup, if you want to mix in Thursday night. But, I mean, they're coming in at such a rate, it's it's almost worth it to parlay them as well as playing them by themselves because – Week after week, we are just seeing under and under in these primetime games. And, and a lot and in a lot of these matchups, they're matchups you would expect to put up points. And we're not seeing that. Nope. Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of quarterbacks right now, a lot of underwhelming performances by the even the elite quarterbacks. Um, and that that's why we're seeing so many unders hitting at a, a, a rate that we've never I don't think we've ever seen before. Um it's just, it's just uh, yeah, just big, big time abnormality that that's what we've been seeing this uh, season. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think it's going to uh, continue to be this way. And, and you know, nobody likes to, to bet unders. Um, people want to bet the over and you know see a bunch of sports scored, but it's just it doesn't look like it's gonna it's, it's, it's going that way. So continue betting those unders. Um, well, now one thing I can say, and and this has been something that's more been more prevalent in uh my bas my basketball betting, especially when it comes to game totals. I am a proud underbetter because you <laughs> gotta have a strong will and constitution to ride with an under. I trust me, I understand the appeal of just wanting to take the under. I understand it may not always be a fun ride. But you want to talk about a sweat. There is no other sweat like sweating an underbet. Yeah, yeah, I definitely tell you on that one. But now we will get into the biggest upset of the week. And I came in with Ferris's New York Giants uh, plus seven and a half at the Washington Commanders. Um, and though I didn't have this as one of my picks on uh, on Wednesday, I did. Uh, outright picked them on Friday on Good Friends Better Rivals. Go check and watch that. Um, I did pick the Giants to upset the Commanders, and I was right because the Giants um, eight two and one in their last eleven matchups versus the Commanders. For whatever reason, the the no matter what the Giants are throwing out there, and they've thrown out some bad teams in recent years, but it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Because for some reason, they always play well against the Washington Commanders. And most of the time, they will beat the Washington Commanders. Um, I don't get it. Uh, some teams just have that over another team. A lot of that happens in individual rivalries. Um, one team can't just can't seem to, to beat the other one. And that's what we saw here. And, yeah, just the way the Commanders played uh, on Sunday, I mean, they just got to be goddamn embarrassed to lose to that Giants team. Uh, with Tommy DeVito out there throwing for 246 yards, three touchdowns, that's bad. I mean, you, you let that that dude who lives with mama uh, do that to you, that's pretty goddamn embarrassing. Sam Howell throws three picks. 
Um, they turned, they fumbled, uh, the, the commanders fumbled three times, lost them all, and turned it over for a total of six times in that game. That was a god awful performance by the commanders, and that's that is why it is the biggest upset of the week. But what do you think about Giants commanders? Yeah, uh, it definitely seemed like that home cooking seemed to kick in because. You know, we th- this was not the Tommy DeVito we saw in prior showings. Now, congratulations to him because nobody wants to be the running joke of the NFL. And unfortunately, this man is and might be for possibly the rest of the season, given the quarterback situation uh, for the New York Giants currently. Um I'm not sure if we'll see Tyrod Taylor come back this season. I don't know if they've ruled him out for the season, but I know originally, or well, mm-hmm. I do know he ended up on the injury reserve list. So that at minimum was a four week stretch. Uh, and again, there's, like I said, there's no telling, Yeah, at least to my knowledge, uh, there's no telling if we see him back this season, which means we could likely be seeing Tommy DeVito for the rest of the season for the New York Giants. Um, you know, coach was able to capture lightning in the bottle with Daniel Jones last year. Can he do the same here? I'm not sure. I'm not sure the Giants necessarily want to, depending on draft status and the, their situation there. Um But, yeah, I think a lot of people would have expected the Washington commanders to to go out and put up points. I mean, I think for a lot of people, that's how they envision this game going. Uh, The commanders would be putting up points and be a question of would their bad defensive play allow the Giants to stay in it. Clearly, the defense had no problem giving up points to DeVito and the offense of the Giants. So, you know, it was rather shocking to see that their offense wasn't able to, you know, hold on to the ball. Uh, I think that was that was probably the, you know, biggest factor into them losing this game because when you lose the turnover battle in the manner which they did, you're not winning games. I mean, it's just that simple. Uh, so, yes, definitely, you know, upset of the week. Oh, mama's boy, Tommy DeVito, going out there and racking up a W. Yeah. All right. We'll say what's up to Adelia. How's it going? Um, now we would get to the bad beat of the week, and that was the Vikings plus two and a half at the Denver Broncos. Um, and, you know, I'm happy to say I was on the right side of this one. Um but it, it was it was extremely close. It was a close one. I mean, it's a, it's a small line. Um, kind of sweated there, but I ended up uh, getting it right um, uh, on this one. But for those who had the Broncos um, on, on, um, laying the points, it, it was it was that two point conversion attempt uh, by the Broncos um, that would uh, uh, that would have gave them the the, the cover. Um, yeah, that play was just complete dud. Just had to kill you watching that happen. Um, if they had gotten it, um, it would give them a three point lead, they cover, but they were unsuccessful, obviously. Denver's defense, um, you know, they definitely been playing better lately. Um, they were able to contain um, a very hot Josh Dobbs, um, and they uh, uh, were able to force into some mistakes. Um, they, they fumbled three times, they lost one of them. Um, he threw an interception. So definitely wasn't as bad as he's been. Um, that's credit to the Broncos defense and Broncos get the win, but they did not cover, but still helped me get a win. So I'm happy about that. But for those Broncos uh, betters, I do feel for you. Yes, if you was if you were holding a Broncos ticket on the spread in this game, you had to be sick. Now, unfortunately, I wouldn't know what that feels like because, like my man here. I had the Vikings plus two and a half. Also, I was able, you know, I had a little four-leg par, uh, teaser put together. So, got plus eight and a half for the Vikings in that teaser. Because, yes, I expected them to win outright. So, why not give me eight and a half points? Um, 
And then while the game was live, I was able to live bet Denver on the money line to win outright at around plus 150. So my teaser hit, plus two and a half hit, Denver money line hit. I guess this was a bad beat for some, but I was sitting on the other side in all the right ways for this game, unfortunately. So, I mean, hell, that's my play of the week right there. Absolutely happy about that. Um, but now we get into our, our records of the week. I did uh, pretty even. Um, not too bad, not too uh, good either. Uh, two, two, and one. Um, got my first push um, this week uh, all season, um, which was the – I think that was the, the Cardinals-Texans game. Um, yep. They, yeah, he, they, the, the Texans won by five. So that, that gave him my first push of the week. But my best pick um, was the Raiders, plus 13.5 at the Dolphins. Uh, a lot of people had this game just a complete blowout. The Dolphins were going to dominate, put up, you know, however many points you think with their high-flying offense. But I was like, no, nah, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think the Raiders have been playing too well, especially for Antonio Pierce coming in there. They got a little bit of something going there. I, I really thought they were going to fight fight in this one, and that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, they they fought for their fight. They're playing hard for this coach, um, and they were they were in the game the entire game. Um, um, they were they even had a 10-7 lead at one time. The Raiders defense definitely been playing. I, I think they've been playing well all season. Um, they just been put in some bad spots by their terrible offense. Well, mostly because of their terrible quarterback um, play. And, you know, if they had a real quarterback, they probably would have won this game. Um, you know, they were in Dolphins territory uh, on that final drive to tie the game. And, you know, O'Connell throws his third pick of the game right to Jalen Ramsey. And that kind of lost it for them. But uh, I, I, I knew I knew a 13 and a half point uh, game there. The Vegas was completely undervalued how, how hard uh, how how much fight this Raiders team has um, under. And Antonio Pierce, um, and uh, yeah, and then I uh, yeah definitely benefit benefit benefited uh, from them over undervaluing them. But uh, what do you think about Raiders Dolphins? Um, you know, uh, uh, yet another example of just how dangerous it can be playing some of these massive spreads if you want to take the favorite. Um, you know. Even a game like this where, yes, it was closer than a lot of people expected it to be, um, but you don't even need a situation like that to cover some of these massive spreads. Um, you really you really got to take a look at the matchup and see – you got you to find how, exactly how not only the favorite is going to win the game, but also how is that underdog going to be uh, perform because in this situation – I definitely believe, you You know, as you mentioned, you got a, a team fighting hard for their interim head coach and the Raiders. And, you know, while that may not make up for all uh, all that they're lacking, having that energy and fight definitely means your team is going to be giving their all on basically every single play. And that can, you know, that can easily keep games close. Uh in the Dallas Cowboys, you know, in the Cowboys-Panthers matchup, I was taking the Cowboys. I was confident in this pick. It was a double-digit spread, a little bit on the lower end. Um, I think being closer to that 10 mark than 14 definitely can be a bit of a big factor when you start thinking about some of the potential scores that uh, could be the outcome. Um, but in the case of the Panthers versus uh, the Cowboys, we're talking about a Panthers offense that has struggled to put up points all season long and essentially went out and did the exact exactly what I expected. While you had the Cowboys go out, put up a bunch of points offensively, exactly as I expected. You not in a situation like that. Yes, it is, you know, not to say easier, but a little more palatable going after the favorite in that double digit spread. But at the same time, for a large portion of that game. And if, you know, if I'm not mistaken, uh, even into the fourth quarter, that spread might have been one score away or at least one touchdown away from not covering. Um, and so, you know, there's yeah. still that opportunity that garbage time exists uh, 
to kill some of these giant spreads. And so when you have a number like, you know, you did last week with the Raiders in that double digit range up near, you know, nearly two touchdowns, any rem, any uh, just any remnants of a close game, you gotta, you gotta feel like you're sitting pretty because you don't see too many teams get blown out by 14 points in, you know, the last quarter of a game. Yeah. And uh, going back to that Cowboys Panthers game, like that's why I couldn't take uh, that spread because um, I just, like, I was worried about um, them not showing up on the road. And, you know, like you said, it was, it was, it was 17 10. It was a one score game. Um, they weren't covering at that point. And that's exactly what I was fearing um, about that ha- happening. That's why I, I couldn't take that game. Um, eventually it played out the, the way um, you thought it was going to be, but you know, it could, it could definitely turn out um, the other way too. So definitely feared that. And that's what made me stay away from that game. Um, but my worst pick Titans plus seven at the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, I thought the Jags would be on a bit of a downslide uh, after coming up that Matt Voss um, to, to the Niners. Um, um, so I thought they would drop one here in a tough divisional matchup. Um, but that completely opposite happened. They played extremely well, uh, especially Trevor Lawrence. Have definitely had a bounce back uh, a game for him. Um, and, yeah, the Titans just had no chance. I mean, they were down like 27-0 at one point. And uh, they they only scored those last couple touchdowns because they did like some trick plays that got them a couple scores. Um, yeah, but yeah, they definitely rebounded um, from that, and the Jags look uh, pretty good um, again, I guess. Uh, um, yeah, but just uh, just a bad bad pick for for me. But how did you uh, do overall this weekend? Yeah, overall, you know, another. Two, two, and one with the push. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, that that's four or five pushes on the season so far. Uh, and again, you know, that I'd like to see the betting odds on that. You know, give me the odds on what, you know, how many push I'm gonna hit on the season. Uh, but um, you know, as far as a you know a worse bet, it's probably right there with you riding with uh you know Tennessee in that game. Um, Though I can't, I can't t- say that I'm too upset about the way uh, the Jaguars came out and performed, because I do think that'll lead into a bit of a letdown this week. Um, you know, coming off that big momentum of a big time, you know, a big a blowout divisional win, basically. Um, you know, I think I just I think the Jaguars are one of these teams where. Yeah, and we've seen it out of a few teams this season where one week they seem to be one team and like Jekyll and Hyde the next week, it's a completely team different team you see out there. Uh, so I will definitely be looking to fade the Jags going into their next matchup, you know, a little foreshadowing on what maybe one of my picks might be. But um, yeah, I definitely, you know, that, they went out there, Jags went out there and shut me up in, you know, this game against Tennessee. Uh, and I, I I think Tennessee is def- – I don't think anybody's falling off the rails harder than ten- essentially what Tennessee uh, at least hoped for what could be of this season, you know, a potential playoff run at least. And, I mean, even before Tannehill went down, I don't think anybody was really looking at this team as a possible playoff contender. And, you know, by the time the season ends, I wouldn't be surprised if we see them, you know, picking in the top 10 in the draft, if not somewhere in that maybe top five range. Um, Because, yeah, they just have seemed to fall apart more and more as the season has gone on. Yeah, I definitely have. Um, All right. Before we get into our bets of week number 12, we like to help you guys out. If you guys, uh, if you guys can help us out by subscribing to the channel, hitting the like button on this video, and if you really want to help us out, you can join our Patreon. The link is in the description down below. Join any tier that suits you. That would definitely help us out. We really appreciate that if you can do all that. But now we will get to our five bets 
uh, five best bets of the weekend. And I'm going to beat you to the punch uh, on the Jaguars at Texans um, because I know you were uh, foreshadowing that game. So I'm going to just beat you to it. And I'm going to take the Texans plus one and a half um, pretty much for the reasons that you said against the Jaguars. Yeah, I think they're coming off a big win. They're feeling good about themselves. But, yeah, I definitely think they're ready for a let uh, come come back down and having a letdown game. You know, I think the Texans are just too hot right now. Um, CJ Stroud been playing too good, um, uh, you know, and he has like this this confidence um, that's just you know that you know just the, the confidence and like when he talks and the confidence is how he plays on the field, and I think that is it's going to help him not you know not play like a rookie. You know, he, he's shown even um, you know when he had, had these interceptions, he's still ready to just sling it and keep throwing it. And find way, find a way to win the game, and I think that's going to happen here. I think it's going to be a, um, a little bit more high scoring game uh, than than we've seen in a lot of these games. But I, I think you can see some points scored in this game, going back and forth with Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Stroud. Um, but I think uh, I think uh, uh, C.J. Stroud has shown that he can he can pull one out, and that's what I'm hoping here. I think he's going to pull out uh, on a tough back and forth battle, and he's going to pull out the win for us. Uh, for the Texans and for me, uh, the Texans uh, second in passing yards. Obviously, I mean they've been great. While the Jaguars are ranked thirtieth in passing defense, so I definitely think the Texans have the advantage in this one. Yes, I'm riding right along with the same pick. Houston plus one. Um, I would not be shocked if this game is bet all the way down to a pick 'em by the time we get to uh, Sunday. Um, I was looking at some of the, you know, turkey games and the Black Friday games. And honestly, you know, I think in the same light, we might view some of these Thursday night games um, just throughout the regular season. It's kind of the same light that I'm viewing some of these spreads I see with those games. Nothing I like, nothing that stands out as, you know, anything I think there's any real value in. Uh, But, you know, they're they're all the big matchups with huge spreads. So yeah, that's extremely and, hard to pick. And what better than to kick off Sunday, the Sunday slate, than you know Houston, who has been hot all season long. Even when they've lost, they've been in contention with almost every game. Um, you know, I, I said it early in the season. I thought you know this was a team that it just seemed like they were playing free. You know, with that lack of concern, with that uh, you know they didn't have. You know, you got a rookie coach, a rookie quarterback. It just did. They seem to, you know, they're playing and coaching like they've been there before, and I think that confidence is showing on the field, even when mistakes happen and occur. It's not holding this team back or slowing them down. And so, you know, a division matchup game. You know, they're talking playoffs in Houston, and those are legitimate talks. And so, you have a, a division game like this against. Uh, it's likely going to come down to the Jaguars or the Texans. This game could have a big say in who wins the division, thus meaning who earns that guaranteed berth into the playoffs. So getting that point, I do think Houston will win this game outright. But, yeah, give me the plus one with the Texans. All right. My next pick is um, the Steelers minus one at the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, like like the Steelers management, um, uh, they're betting on the fact that, you know, Fireman Canada is going to, you know, do something for their offense. And, you know, they're, they're betting on that, you know, he was pro- the majority of their problems offensively. And it's not all on Kenny Pickett. Obviously, he's a, a big reason, but it's not all on him. They're making that bet. So I'm going to make that bet with them. And say it was on Matt Canada in that firing him. What is going to uh, do a little something, a little spark for this offense? And you know, it's just it's a tough ask for you know Drake, Jake Browning to go out there against this Steelers pass rush and and, and uh, find his way to a win. So I ju- I just can't see the Steelers losing to backup quarterbacks in back to back weeks. Um, that just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Uh, you know, Mike Tomlin's going to put up with that. And that's why I like the Steelers in this one, even though they're on the road. But Steelers still good against the spread, ten and four in the last fourteen games, four and one against the AFC North. 
So I definitely like to see this um, laying the po one point in this game. Yeah, the, the Steelers definitely find ways to, you know, claw out wins that seemingly no nobody else would, you know, no other team in the history of the damn game could pull out wins in the fashion that some of these Steeler games seem to fall their way. Um, so is it a bet, you know, they would definitely be underdogs if we saw uh, Burrow out there. Um, you know, I think a lot of people would see probably this game more in the blowout fashion. Um, there's just there's a lot of questions about what we're going to get out of this backup and going up against a defense that I think in some some might underrate this defense. Uh, but it is shown that you know it is a defense not only that can put up points on the board but can shut down offenses. Uh. So I do think this game will come down to a question of which defense has a better night. And, you know, with a skinny spread like that, it's definitely not hard to back the Steelers uh, in a matchup like this. And moving into my second pick, I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts minus two and a half as uh, they take on uh, – screen decided to reload on me just me. one second. Yeah, you know, mentioned it earlier in the season, you know, you, you can have some faith in fading a uh, Baker Mayfield-led team, you know, something I learned firsthand with my Panthers, you know. But uh, we've seen a lot We've seen a lot of drop-off out of this Tampa Bay team in, you know, the past few weeks. Uh, they started off the season a bit of a surprise and shock, and I think we've seen them sort of, you know, come back down to earth, you know, find their settling point, which hasn't been that good. Um, you know, it was announced mid-season that essentially they wouldn't be re-signing Mike Evans because he wasn't going to be re-signing with them. So there's no point in trying to have contract uh, extension talks. Um, and I think that, you know, that was a, a big example of, the direction this team is heading. So I do think it is in the back of some people's minds there in Tampa that winning is not a good thing at the moment. Um, and the Colts, you know, I don't, I don't think there was ever the notion that the season was over when Anthony Richardson went down. Um, you know, what will Gardner Minshew be your guy for the foreseeable future? Most likely not, but, he is capable of going out there and leading teams, you know, to victories, playing well enough to uh, keep, you know, playoff hopes, things of that nature alive. And looking at this matchup with a small spread like we see, um, you know, Tampa Bay's defense has been banged up a lot this year in different areas. And I think that, you know, we see Jonathan Taylor go out there who – while he's had a bit of an underwhelming season, I think some of that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, not being able to start the season healthy. Um, there's no telling how injury might have affected any uh, preseason workouts, OTAs, things of that nature, getting you ramped up for the season. So I think in this match, you know, as we get later into the season, I would not be shocked if we see a little bit more production out of Jonathan Taylor. So Colts minus two and a half as they take on Tampa. Yeah, this one was uh, one of them I was definitely considering. I, I like the Colts minus two and a half. I just, uh, I, I know, couldn't you know, go with it. Uh, they're just too, they're, I mean, they're 500 for a reason. They're up and down. Um, and, you know, that type of a, uh, defense uh, definitely can uh, ha give, give them some problems a little bit. And that, that made me, like, not want to take that one. Um, but, yeah, I, I, if I, but that was definitely one of the ones I would say that probably would have been my sixth pick, um, picking the Colts minus two and a half. So I'm still on uh, your side with that one. But um, my next pick is, you know, Vegas continuing to undervalue this Raiders team. So I'm going to go with them. Uh, I'm going to take the value in that um, Raiders minus nine uh, at home versus the Chiefs. Um, you know, 
it's just funny because Vegas is uh, ironically undervaluing Vegas. Um, they they did last week, and they covered, and they're going to do this week. And this is just another case of a big point spread and a divisional matchup, and especially when it happens when the the underdog is at home, uh, it usually um, goes into the, uh, the the home dog's favor. Um, so that that's why I'm going to bet on um, this week. I think the Raiders deep, like I said, I thought the Raiders defense did a good job uh, versus a team with a lot more weapons than the Dolph- and the, than the than the Chiefs have right now. And we've seen, we just saw Monday night how bad uh, those weapons were for Patrick Mahomes and how much they just utterly failed uh, him in, in that game. And, you know, I think Chiefs win, but the Raiders give enough hard uh, fought battle. Um, against the Chiefs, and uh, they'll definitely cover that nine-point spread. And Raiders, five and two uh, against the spread in the last seven games. So I like them to for, um, to lose, but in a close one. Yeah, I definitely like uh, the Raiders plus the points in this matchup. Um, I don't have it right in front of me, but I'm willing to bet there aren't too many games this season the Chiefs would have been able to cover if there was a nine-point spread in those games. Chiefs offense is just not clicking. So, I mean, something something is clearly wrong, whether that's a lack of talent, whether that's a lack of coaching, i.e. the enemy now being in Washington. Um, you know, clearly something is wrong. Uh, and so I don't think anybody in their right mind is going to be taking – the Chiefs minus nine or, or especially double digits. Uh, this is another one. I think we see this number get closer to maybe eight or seven and a half as we get to Sunday. Uh, I'd be shocked if we saw it drop under a touchdown. I do think the Chiefs uh, win this game, but, I, you know, it, like you said, a division game. I think we see a closer game that potentially comes down to uh, – you know, the last team that scores is the team that wins this one. Maybe on a last-second field goal, you know, a last-second drive down the field to score a touchdown. But I definitely think we see one of those one-score close-fall uh, games. Now, moving into my next pick, um, you know, in, in the same fashion that I think maybe you're looking at Pittsburgh, I'm viewing Cleveland in their matchup as they're taking on um, – the Denver Broncos, now do Denver turned it around this past week and past couple of weeks, actually, if we want to be honest. Um, but I think the defense of Cleveland is going to come in and give the Broncos offense issues that they hadn't had to face, especially in the past few weeks. And, you know, even if their offense doesn't go out and get many points in this game, all I need them to do is win outright plus one on the spread. Um, you know, I, th- I think we're seeing, you know, everybody thought the Broncos would be doing better. If you're looking at, you know, preseason evaluations of this team, that's clearly n- not what occurred to start out the season. Things have seemed to turn around some, but, I just I don't see there's I don't see there being any way that this team can go out and put up any significant points against this defense. And if you let this defense go out there and dominate you, it's going to give that offense, even though it's banged up, plenty of chances to put up points. And whether it's, you know, DTR out there, whether it's P.J. Walker, um, you know, I, I just I don't see. Denver being able to reach the end zone enough. Hell, maybe they put up five, six field goals and win that way. Don't know, but I don't see this Broncos team making it to the end zone. And I'm gonna take the Browns plus one. Yeah, um, this was definitely not one I was gonna touch just because uh it's just it's too close for me. Um I I, I if I had to, I would go with the Broncos just because I think their defense hasn't playing better. And the Browns with with DTR, it's just I, I just don't see anything that's going to happen for them. But same on the other side, like you said, the Browns defense is definitely going to give the Broncos offense something they they really haven't seen before, especially with Michael Miles Garrett playing. Uh, <coughs> I'm 
as well as he has, you know, definitely going to give them problems. So, but either either way, it's going to be tough for either team um, and uh, for either offense, and that's why I just I couldn't even touch it um, uh, for me. But um, my next pick is Bears at the Vikings. Vikings laying the points at three and a half. And as long as Josh Dobbs continue to cover the spreads, um, I'm going to continue to bet on him, um, especially against a bad Bears team who found a, a way to lose a game that they led 26 to 14 with only four minutes and 15 seconds left in the game. That's the thing with Fields. He finds ways to, lo- uh, to lose games. He just finds them. <laughs> He'll put up a bunch of nice rushing stats and uh, all that and put up some numbers that uh, look all nice and such. Um, but in the end, he's going to lose the game because that's what he's done his whole entire career is lose games. And that's what he's going to do here. He's going to lose another game. Um, and this one against the Vikings, um, he, he lost it by getting sacked and then fumbling in the end zone for a safety. Um, so, yeah, like I said, just finds a way to lose. The Bears find themselves 5-13 and 13 and 1 against the spread last 19 games. Terrible, terrible team against the spread. Vikings, a perfect 6-0 against the spread in the last six games. Definitely love the Vikings in this one. Yeah, I'm riding with that exact same pick. I'm still on the Dobbs Express. Um, you know, and we might uh, – I'd have to double-check, uh, but there, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Justin Jefferson has been activated from the injured reserve list. And I believe that was last week. So we're already at least a few days in, if not a week plus in on that 21-day window. Uh, So there's a possibility we could even see Justin Jefferson back for this game. Um, But even without him, I'm riding with uh, the Vikings and Dobbs. Uh, Yeah, the, the Bears have been a mess this season. I thought they would be able to pull things together you know more than they have clearly that has not been the case um and this vikings team they made you know some really interesting and questionable moves back at the trade deadline with everything that happened and cousins getting hurt one of them bringing in dobbs and you know dobbs hasn't slowed down you know he was fighting in every game that he was in down in arizona and we've seen that exact same mentality here in Minnesota. And I think if you're holding a, you know, a ticket for Minnesota to make the playoffs, you got to be feeling pretty good about your position uh, currently, just given all everything that's taken place with the team. Um, but yes, I'll be riding with uh, the Vikings minus three, uh, minus three and a half in this game. I think they cover by a touchdown easy. Well, my last bet of the week, I have the Rams minus one at the Arizona Cardinals. Um, the last time that these two teams played, the Rams beat them up, um, 26-9. Thing. Stafford uh, is coming off a good comeback uh, victory over the Seattle Seahawks, while the Cardinals are coming off a rough loss to the Texans. Um, Tyler wasn't great in that game, um, in, the, in the game against the Texans. Stafford is 2-1 head-to-head against Murray. Um, the Rams getting um, – they're getting Kyron Williams back from IR. I think that's going to be big for them. Um, they can get a run game going. And that's where this Cardinals defense is vulnerable the most as they are 28th in the league in rush defense. So I'd like the Rams to get a little bit of run game going, and uh, I think that gets an advantage in this game um, with some of the receivers a little hurt. They can uh, rely on Kyron to um, run the ball for them, and I, I think they'll get the out. Uh, they'll get the win in this one. Cover that, just a uh, uh, one points. Yeah, we've seen in the past. Uh, Sean McVay and the Rams have you know outside of the, outside. Of, well, even with the 49ers to a certain degree, um, he's been able to win these division matchups. Um, whether it be out scheme, out play, uh, he's just he, McVeigh has found himself on the right side, 
in a lot of these head-to-head matchups uh, with the teams within the NFC West. And so in a close game like this, um, I have no doubts that uh, Murray under center, or, well, I'm pretty sure he operates mostly out of shotgun, but he's still shaking off the rust. Um, you know, and honestly, there's nothing about this Cardinals team that would make me back them, whether it be from spread, money line. Um, there's just not too much, if anything, about them that I like. So I could easily see fading them uh, in this game, especially in a situation where you have a coach like McVay who's been able to figure out how to beat up on his division and work his division the way he has. Now, going into my fifth and final pick, I'm going to the Philadelphia Eagles minus three as they take on the Buffalo Bills. Bills are, you know, I mentioned it early on in the episode, um, one of these teams that, Clearly, you know, we all expected the Bills to be, you know, doing leaps and bounds better than what we've seen in the past few weeks. Uh, We just saw, you know, offensive coordinator get fired for, you know, potentially some things that maybe he was the cause of. But I think there's more dysfunction taking place, uh, at least offensively going on in Buffalo. And quite possibly we might see more. you know, more moves made within the coaching staff come the offseason. But clearly this Buffalo Bills team is struggling. And on the other side of that, the Eagles, even in the matchups that they have struggled, they, you know, found themselves on the right side more times than not, uh, especially just winning straight up. Um, and in this game, I'll be surprised if the Bills can keep up with the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles defensive line, I think, is going to give – uh, the Bills trouble um, just with not, you know, I mean, you want to talk about potentially one of the most evil rotations out there. You go look at the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line and just the different, just the number of different combinations they can put together uh, with some of the personnel they have. Um, so, yeah, being able to get the Eagles at, a, you know, what I feel is like a bit of a smaller spread, minus three. I mean, we might not give much credit to home field advantage. It might still exist within the books, but we see, you know, Philly's the home team in this matchup getting the three points and or, you know, giving up three points. Um, so definitely don't feel afraid there. I think, you know, this is another game we see Philly probably win by five or six points, if not more. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. It just all depends on, uh, how Josh Allen plays, um, I, I've been saying they're very dependent on whether he's having a good game, whether he's in a bad game. I think they can uh, win the game if he has a good game because we've seen that, that Eagles secondary be extremely vulnerable. So if Josh Allen's on, I definitely think they can they can get the win outright. But um, if he's not, then Eagles got got this one, uh, um, you know, pretty easily there. Um, but still, that 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 Eagles offense was a little shaky against the Chiefs, um, especially in the first half. Uh, they just kind of find out ways to win. They definitely can. Uh, that that definitely could be the case in this one. Um, but it's just two question marks from too much of a question mark for me to to pick either side um, in this one. But that is all our picks of the weekend. Um, we'll recap it once for y'all. Um, I'm going with the Houston Texans at home versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are getting a point and a half. Steelers on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals, minus one. Uh, the Raiders, plus nine at home versus the Chiefs. The Vikings, minus three and a half at home versus the Bears. And the Rams, minus one on the road in Arizona uh, versus the Cardinals. Uh, and yeah, uh, what you got? Uh, be yeah, I'm I'm riding right there with you. You know, Houston plus uh, one, and you know the Vikings minus three and a half, and then I'm also on the Colts minus two and a half in their divisional matchup. Uh, the Eagles minus three, and then the Cleveland Browns plus one as they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. 
Um, that is all of our bets for the weekend. I hope you guys uh, get – if you guys are going to bet on the Thanksgiving game weekends, get your bets in um, early, um, you know, tonight or the next morning uh, to right before that Lions game. I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving weekend, a great great weekend of football. Um, well, you know, like like we said, Thanksgiving first first game on um, Black Friday, and then on Sunday, so full full weekend uh, football, plenty of opportunities to make money. That's what we do on this show. We help you guys win money. But for now, you can tell the people where they can find you, Weezy. Yeah, y'all can reach me at Backyard Action Media here on YouTube and at Twitter X at The Yard Bets. You can find me at NFLKF22 on Instagram and Twitter slash X. And you can find me on this channel on uh, Fridays at 3 o'clock with Ferris Mudana uh, doing Good Friends, Better Rivals, talking Cowboys, talking Giants. Um, I will re- be recapping what happens on that Thanksgiving uh, Day game versus the Commanders as um, as Ferris uh, recaps the uh, Giants games against the Commanders um, the past weekend and looks for looks ahead against the next uh, matchups for our, our, our respective teams. Um, so go tune for that. Um, we hit, uh, very much appreciate it. Um, but for now, like I always say, let's get ready to make that money. <laughs>